Welcome into Bearcat Rewind. Thank you for listening in for the 77th edition of our podcast. And just seven days ago, the Northwest Missouri State football season ticket renewal period got underway. So just another sign we're inching closer and closer to a fall packed with Bearcat sports. And our guest today is one of those folks that does so much behind the scenes to make sure that when you set foot on campus for a sporting event, the venue is ready and the operation is running like a well-oiled machine. Our guest today is Troy Caton. Troy is the Deputy Athletic Director for External Operations at Northwest, but as you look at his resume, you quickly see he has held just about every position possible within an athletic department, including coaching a few different sports along the way. He's a jack-of-all-trades, and he was as a college athlete, too, lettering in three different sports during his career, including football, basketball, and baseball. So we're excited to have Troy with us today and pick his brain a little bit here on Bearcat Rewind. Our podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash foundation. And also Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Today we talk with Troy Caton about his journey to Northwest from a small town in Nebraska growing up, now working on the Bearcat Athletics admin team, and also the outlook on the upcoming fall sports season and what fans need to know. Let's dive into this week's episode of Bearcat Rewind. Making his debut on our Bearcat Rewind podcast, we have Northwest Missouri State Deputy Athletic Director for External Relations, Troy Caton, joining us. Troy, good to see you. How's the summer treating you so far? Uh, well, I appreciate having me on. Um, it's been good. It's gone quick, um, it, especially when you get into July. It, it really starts to move fast. But summer for us, uh, or for me particularly, is is my busy time with, um, you know, we have the start of season ticket sales, uh, getting things prepared for August. Uh, we renew our corporate sponsorship. So a lot of that stuff for me um, and a lot with our admin team as well is, Summertime is kind of busy for us because we're we're prepping for everything uh, throughout the the coming fall and, and winter and everything. So um, it can be pretty busy for us. So we we got to make sure too that we try to take some time off and spend with our families and, and get a little bit of time out because we know during the year it gets it gets hectic and routine. But uh, it's been good. It's uh, we got out to play a little golf and football golf tournament and and take some family time. So it's been nice. It is kind of nice to have that time to unwind, but you're right. This is a time that uh, I know it's it's go, go, go for you right now to make sure things are up and running. So once we do get to those first competitions in the fall, things are, are ready and, and where they should be. Whenever you look at I think it was about a week ago today that season ticket renewals started for football. How's that going so far? What's the response you've seen from fans? It's gone really well. Um, we've moved uh, you know, a little bit of a change for football is, is we've moved all of our online ticketing or ticketing to online uh, sales. Um, so there's some adjustment for some people, long-time people, that how do we do this, how do we get in, you know, do our boost, uh, Bearcat Booster Club. Uh, but it's going well. Um, Kirsten Orton and I get calls, and Andy gets calls about, hey, am I doing this right? Have I put everything on uh, that we needed to before we checked out? Um, so it'll be a little bit of a learning process for some of them um, coming out. But I think overall um, – They'll enjoy the process because they don't, where'd my tickets go? We don't have to send out tickets. Uh, part of that is a little bit with, you know, the COVID and trying to get away from the ticket, uh, paper ticket and everything. But it's gone well. Um, 
and again, it's kind of a routine for us. We expect it, and and we get calls every year from the same people, which is great. Uh, you kind of get to catch up on on things with them and how they're doing and, and what they're doing with their families. So um, I enjoy that time. I'm a little bit old school that I liked having the paper ticket and some of those, the memorabilia, but then going to the Cult World Series this year, it's electronic. You put it in your wallet. It's right there, and it's it's just so much more convenient to not worry about losing something else. So I, I understand some people nervous about going away from it, but, boy, in the long run, it just feels like it's it's better overall. It is better overall. It's, it's just more of a convenience thing. Um, it's easier to transfer them. I mean, you know, you, you log into your profile within our – our ticket system. And, and if I wanted to share mine with you, I can send it via email. You can still print it out, um, but I can send it via email or, or text and everything. So you, yeah, you're right. You have it in your wallet. You can take it. But, you know, if you look around, a lot of places are moving to that, uh, similar to what we did two years ago with Arrowhead. Everything with Arrowhead uh, in that game was, was uh, paperless. Um, and the Royals are doing the same thing as well, too. So, um, you know, we're just for us a little bit, we're, we're trying to, we're catching up with the times with everybody else as well, too. As you talk to the fans, you get ready, season tickets, you're renewing sponsorships corporately. I don't want to put you on the spot because we saw a year ago crazy things happen. We can take a, a quick left turn in a hurry. Does it feel like we're kind of getting close to normal once again, quote-unquote normal? For us, it does. I mean, that's the way, that's our, our preparation, what we're, we're moving forward to right now. Um, obviously, I think last year, um, you know, we, we did a great job, our, our athletic staff, uh, administration, uh, the university over, overall as a whole, I thought we did a great job of overcoming a lot of adversity, um, to make a, a great student experience, a great student athlete experience, a great fan experience. And, um, you know, I think those things, uh, some of those things we're going to keep that we, we thought, Hey, this is a little bit more efficient. We can do this better. And, um, moving forward, uh, we're going to keep some of those, but um, it was sure nice to see, especially in the spring, to see a lot of people out for baseball and softball. And then, it, like we talked about, you watch the College World Series and see the fans there. Um, so we're excited to see, you know, a lot of people back tailgating, uh, Bearcat Stadium full. Um, we still have a lot of work to do, but yeah, it's been it's been great. People are excited. Um, they're wanting it too. I mean, they missed it. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, it's a testament of our coaches, our athletes that had a great success and what they've done. And then also a testament to the great following we have for, for all of our athletics. You know, Maryville's such a good college sports town and, in, 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 well, I should just say sports town in general, because if you look at the spoof hounds, people love to go out to watch them, any sporting event that they have going on, but there is more an appreciation now to where. At times, it was kind of easy to I think for fans to be like, "Well, you know, the Bearcats are going to win this game. We're going to wait until the next one to go out, or we're going to wait till homecoming." But now, all of a sudden, it's there's an excitement. It doesn't matter who you're playing in football. Volleyball's top tier in the MIAA. Cross country's on the rise. We got a Bearcat pitch last year that was brand new, and now a chance to kind of get out there and see some regular season matches and and so on and so forth. So, uh, it is exciting to have all of this coming back, and it does. You want to find the small blessings in everything, and that's one of them. Of wow, this is we are very lucky to live in this community with this university and the chance to cut out and see great athletes, great coaches, and everybody come together. And I think you'll see that even more. This, um, you know, just the being appreciative of what we have, and and it was gone in an instant. 
Um, and you'll see it from the, I think, the student athletes. You'll see it from the fans. You'll see it from the coaches. Um, but, yeah, I think they're, that's one reason. Uh, hopefully our ticket sales go up a little bit. Our booster club membership will go up because, um, you know, just to take, a, uh, take that opportunity to come out. And um, we've missed it for so long. And, and, and if you look at what we have, um, great entertainment, it's affordable, uh, great family atmosphere. Um, so there's a lot of things that we can, we can offer. And, and yeah, I think you'll, you get that mentality a little bit like, well, we're going to win this one. Uh, I don't think you'll see that this year. I think you'll see everybody's going to come out and take advantage of each opportunity that we, uh, each event that we have and, um, for all of our sports and, and we'll have great crowds. Is this year three for you at Northwest or four? Um, I athletically, I say it's year two because, <laughs> you know, I kind of got a fall winter type one and then spring was canceled. And then this year I got kind of a, a winter one back and a spring full uh, to an extent. So that was my first full year athletically. But, um, yeah, this, this starts year two uh, or, yeah, year three. So awesome. uh, I guess if you really want to say residency, yeah, year we're, three. We're going to put it all together. You get a fall, a winter, I'm, and a spring coming up. It's going to be great. So I'm sure people have seen you out at, at games, um, you know, working. And, and, you know, after the game, we always see you guys picking up trash and tables and doing this and that and kind of um, all the odds and ends that uh, the whole admin team does to, to kind of clean up after basketball, baseball, softball, whatever. But for those that don't know, your role goes beyond more than just game day and being out there in the atmosphere sort of thing. I mean, it's it's booster club, it's it's raising funds for the uh, athletics as a whole, and and even spearheading the the first ever women's and Northwest sports golf tournament, which we saw a little bit earlier this spring too. Yeah, there's a. Um, I guess I kind of look at it. If we're doing a a great administrator, does a great job. If things go well and people know who they are, but they might not know who they are, and, and that's what I kind of take. Take pride in. I mean, there's our, our sponsors know who we are. Uh, our, our football suite holders um, that I kind of coordinate with those, all those individuals. Um, we get to know each other. We're excited to have them back. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that um, that we do behind the scenes, and and to kind of bring that up, you know, we we have we've we've introduced the women's and Northwest Sports Golf Tournament, which was a great success, and try to help our women's programs out. Um, I've gotten involved with our sports management um, department and their degrees um, with internships throughout the athletic department um, under me that I did previously at another institution. And, and we, Dr. Taps, Dr. Long, we talked about that, what we could do and provide our, our students here in those majors of, of little things that's, hey, it's more than just game day stuff. So, um, you know, we do that this summer, too. We prepare that. Uh, for those guys, uh, those students coming in, and a lot of that is setting up for the booster club, uh, setting up on Wednesday through Friday for game day, Saturday for football, um, setting up for basketballs on you know two twice a week um, for the arena, and then tearing down um, booster club. We fulfill those those gifts and those items that those people have throughout the year. Uh, we put those together and send those out. Um, I take care of our. Uh, athlete network for uh, Bearcat Sports. So there's some things that we we reach out to our alums and all of our sports, um, so they get to learn some of that as well. So there's a lot of things that go around it. And when they're done with their semester internship, they're like, "Wow, I didn't know." Well, that gives you an idea. It's not just game day stuff, and you see on on 
that event. It's there's a lot of preparation going into it. Um, a lot of phone calls. We take them out to those sponsorships so they kind of get to see what we do and how we present it and everything that goes into uh, prepping for a meeting and then post meeting and then what we try to do to get those sponsors product out for those events. So there's a lot of things that uh, uh, they get to see and, and opportunities and, and then they get to pick, you know, well, I like this a little bit better. I like this. Well, that's the purpose of it. So when you, you continue and move on, that's, um, you know, they work with Ryan Milky and, and Colin and I uh, gives them an opportunity to say, hey, I like this a little bit better. Maybe they go into the marketing aspect. Maybe they go into, um, you know, director of sports information. So there's a lot of things before an event happens that um, we do, and it becomes routine sometimes. And then there's always things you have to, to overcome that come up. And But uh, we do a great job with it, and, and we enjoy it. So, Well, and you have so much on your plate, especially once we do get into the thick of, of the sports seasons, that it'd be very easy to to just do your job and kind of just focus on that. But it is a, a, a small college, even though it kind of has a, a big college feel when you get out to the game day atmosphere, and we talk a lot at Northwest about profession-based learning, career-ready day one. And that's one aspect I think that people come in and you don't really think about being able to have an internship like that to where you're kind of getting in there and seeing exactly what it takes to do these jobs. And it has. And, and for me, coming from um, even smaller institutions with uh, junior colleges and NAI schools, um, you do even more. So what we do, and it, obviously it's at a smaller basis with a smaller athletic program, but you know, I'm coming in from a, a program three years ago that we had 22 sports that were taking care of, men and women, um, and there was two of us administrators. <laughs> and um, so your you know, you run concessions, you run um, athletic enrollment, you're taking care of compliance. Uh, there's a ton of stuff. Um, sometimes you're working the table because you can't hire anybody or you're coordinating um, student work study that does the tables or the games or video uh, streams and everything. So um, that was always in a kind of a big adjustment here is you're used to doing a little bit of everything and, and we're to we're still a little smaller, but we're, we're at a bigger uh, institution, bigger athletic department. Um, and being, it was an adjustment for me saying, hey, I only have to do the, <laughs> these little jobs. And it's like, you know, it's still a lot, but it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And, and being a little bit more efficient. And, and um, that was nice. So and, and kind of getting a chance to when I do get out to talk to sponsors or uh, sweet holders, you know, taking a little bit of time and just visiting with them a little bit more and getting to know them and being out in the community. And so that's been great. Well, and it, yeah, there's a lot to do, but yeah, you don't have to light your hair on fire and, and take off running, kind of sit back a little bit more and, and ease into certain things, I'm sure. Um, but overall, the transition to Northwest, to Maryville, I mean, you're a small town guy, Fairfield, Nebraska, yep. everything as you'd expect it to be. Yeah, we've been, you know, this is, I think, year 23 in ath collegiate athletics. Mm. And, am, um, yeah, I come from a town of 500 people, consolidated high school. So, you know, uh, a little bit even smaller than than Maryville. But uh, we've been, through those 23 years, our family's been at, um, you know, bigger metro places. We've been at smaller places. And, and so um, it's been a good adjustment. It's a good medium here. Um you're you're close enough to things from Kansas City and Omaha that's nice, but you have everything you need here. And um obviously me on my end, it's uh 
I don't get out a lot unless it's something with my kids. So, you know, I can I go to work, come home, and, and we'll, yeah, we spend a lot of time at the high school with my um, our one son now still remaining in high school, and um, and then in, hopefully this year we'll get out to see our daughter play a little bit more in college. But yeah, it's been it's been a great adjustment. Um, we're used to it, but I had mentioned when I first got here in the first week, um, the community and area. I thought out of those twenty. 21 years at that time, um, this area has done the best job of collaborating together with the city, the high school, and the university. You know, we've been in a lot of places where, you know, uh, that's a pretty big three-headed monster where we've been in places where they none of them get along, two of the three get along, uh, and it's been a struggle at certain times, and, and it shows. And, and I think um, this whole Maryville community university community um maryville high school district understand that you know we all work together uh we're all going to succeed we're all going to benefit from everything and and with people coming in with our own people in the community and uh it's just it's been enjoyable for that part and it it makes it easy for you know if you haven't lived here but you're coming back or you know i went to school here left and like ah, I kind of want to get back to Maryville it's, it's easy to kind of get back into the swing of things become part of that community once again just because it is is welcoming you said it I mean they all kind of interlock and, and work so well together it is you know and you you um, you know you hear a lot of it is, is being a former student athlete you know you're always tied in with sports and you have that kind of fraternity or sorority um, Maryville kind of has that in their own you know Oh, you, you were a spoof hound. Oh, you were at Northwest. What'd you do? You know, and, and, uh, there's always that tie that even if you move away, um, you know, people are still very proud of being here, whether it was, um, they were, you know, resident growing up or, or whether they were just at Northwest. Um, and that's great to see, not only from just saying, Hey, I'm a part of that. So once a bearcat, always a bearcat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So you mentioned you wear a lot of hats at Northwest. You wore more at some of the other institutions that you worked at over the years, including a lot of different coaching jobs, including baseball, women's basketball, men's basketball, golf, maybe some others I haven't hit on. Is it hard to kind of just focus the admin side? And, and again, at Northwest and in the admin team, you guys do a great job. But does party kind of miss the coaching aspect a little bit? To an extent. Um, there's certain parts of it. I mean – you know, my resume is pretty extensive with what it's got, <laughs> but my passion going through was was uh, overall goal of being a college head coach. Um, and in order to do that, I, I took a lot of different jobs where, um, you know, I was in student support services, residence life for 10 plus years. Um, I'd co started out coaching football as well as assistant basketball coach just to, hey, what can I do to to be on staff here and it's like well we need somebody else to do this and then and, and then it's like okay i'll do that and and then sometimes i work nights 40 hours a week just to just to be able to follow your passion um when we got later into my career there was doing a lot of stuff that was um you know working with golf tournaments and raising money and doing a lot of administrative stuff because i'd had that background so it started to move more towards, hey, admin, this and that, um, duties of, of away from coaching. And so that's when I had some opportunities to kind of do both. And 
Um, eventually I knew later on I wanted to be an athletic director and, and that was a goal and, and had a couple opportunities at, uh, university of St. Mary when it was just like, Hey, this is just an admin altogether and took that opportunity because I knew some of the coaches there and familiar with the conference played in that conference, coached against it, coached in it. So, uh, that was an easy transition, um, going in, but yeah, I miss, um, I miss the basketball part. I miss part of the coaching as well. I mean, I got to coach my kids a little bit when they were younger, but um, yeah, I miss the recruiting part. I miss the scouting part of basketball. Um, you know, here it's been it's been great for me here. You know, I've had teams that I've brought over and played against Coach Stapmeyer and Coach McCollum uh, earlier on, and um, had former assistants here, or former players be assistants or GAs here. So it's been great for me as a as a sports junkie coach junkie that i can still kind of get that fulfillment um but you're not on the road you're you know you're late nights and everything you don't have that too much anymore you still have it as administrator but um but yeah it's i miss it but um we're in the right spot do you ever pop into Coach Meyer or Coach McCollum's office and say, God, I got this play I drew up. You should definitely <laughs> run this. <laughs> no, no, I don't, not here, no. Um, when I was at St. Mary with and Coach Brown, who's the head coach over there, we knew each other for a long time. Um, I tried to pop into all of our coaches' offices at least once a week just to, how's things going, you know, just checking up with them. Um, and But it was never um, – Never, hey, I got this secret play that worked. Uh, but they'd ask once in a while. Um, you know, Coach Brown would be like, they'd have at times, um, you know, hey, we're – and they were short-staffed as well. Uh, but it'd be like, hey, can you watch this film? I cannot figure this out. We're trying to do this. And it was just another set of eyes once in a while. Um, but we'd have some talks like that. He'd come over and be like, hey, I'm, I'm having difficulties with this. What do you think? Did you watch the game? Why are we giving up, you know – offensive rebounds uh you know how do we stop this pick and roll uh, what did you do so um that was still nice i could still get my fix there like well what are we looking at you know and, and we'd have some good conversations and which was great but yeah i don't i hop into practices i watch practices once in a while for a few minutes here and there um and then obviously i try to watch as much as i can of the games depending on what we have going on but um but yeah it's it's i miss that part of it um you miss the interaction with the student athletes uh, a lot because those relationships that that you build are are crucial um for them and then it ends up being crucial for you uh, later on because um it's nice now i have my former former athletes that are you know they're getting married they're having their kids and they're getting um you know they're starting to coach their kids and and you know, you get a little tweet once in a while or a text message from him and be like, okay, coach, this is my son or daughter did this, and I understand what you meant now. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it just uh, – you wish they'd have picked up on that advice, you know, 15 years ago, but sure, it comes around sure. eventually. Yeah. So you played against Northwest. You've sent folks here. You mentioned uh, to be GAs, students, and whatnot. At any point, I mean, was was Northwest on your radar of like – you know, boy, that opportunity comes up. I'd, I'd like to be a Bearcat, or was it just kind of the timing of everything at this point? Um, no, I mean, he, this kind of even goes way back to even high school. Um, you know, 
when I was recruited a little bit to play football out of high school. So I was aware of Northwest. I was aware of Pitt State. Um, and then you obviously saw their success. And then when I was in college, you, you know, um, saw their success of what they did football wise. Um, um, I remember Xavier Oman at a high school out of Beatrice. I, we were recruiting him to play basketball for us wow. uh, at Hastings College. Um, you know, so there was a lot of guys. Um, former player Jesse Shaw, we recruited him um, out of high school. So there was a lot of guys that we knew were um, that came to Northwest that you were aware of and you knew the success um, that was happening over here. Um, and when it got to more of a an administrative side it was it was like gosh that that'd be you know what's the place like well, it's 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 great and then when i've brought teams over just the atmosphere um and the fan following was was amazing so it was like you know if this something ever comes open on the administrative side for me it was like that'd be great you know uh, basketball wise, you still kind of thought about that as well as being an assistant, um, if something would happen, but you knew kind of the tradition and, and a lot of the former coaches were always assistant, uh, coaches, um, and former players. But, uh, when this kind of came open, um, yeah, we'd reached out to Austin and Andy that I'd known from the basketball side and recruiting side for a long time. And, um, the other one was, uh, Devin Amy. Uh, who used to be here was a former player of mine talked a lot about you know hey what kind of an opportunity is this what can we do um and just always you know you always uh, on my end i think you always want coaches you always want administrators that are that aren't content in what they're doing um you want them to to continue to grow continue to be that sponge and try to get to the biggest level they can and uh where they feel comfortable and, and where they can be most successful at. And I thought, hey, this would be a great opportunity, uh, great environment, um, and great region to work in. It's kind of funny that it kind of stems all the way back to high school of, you know, all right, kind of a football player, kind of looking around and, see, and seeing that right fit for you back then. And ultimately, Kansas Wesleyan, where you go and, and get your undergrad, not just football, not just <laughs> basketball, baseball too a three sport athlete i mean how does that happen to where it's was it recruited for one and the other two came or, or how'd that work um i came from a junior college where i was i was playing basketball and baseball both and uh i moved over there had a buddy from a uh, rival school in high school that was playing down there for football and they were like hey um we got this guy that was an all-state kid he was okay he was pretty good um it was all right and obviously, you know, you go to those NA high schools, they're based on some numbers, but back in the day, they didn't, you didn't have the half the, the student body number that you do now for a lot of those institutions. But, um, so I had a, I had a buddy that kind of brought me on and said, Hey, let's come visit with the coach. And originally when I transferred there, um, after my associates, uh, it was just going to play, um, basketball and then football. And I was just going to kick, um, and uh so i was like you know i was going to give up baseball which was a great love of mine but i was like okay we can do this and and um spent a lot of time with me and the other kicker before practices standing around during practice and then <laughs> afterwards and then it was like hey this injury happened they moved you to another position um started a different position you know for three years and then 
basketball took off. Well, after that first year, I had a buddy from junior college was like, hey, we have a catcher that just got hurt. Uh, coach wants to know if you want to go on our spring trip with us because we, we only have one. And uh, I was like, uh, sure. You know, so went down. I think we went to Oklahoma and Texas that year and um, had a good series, a couple series down there. And they're like, hey, you want to stay on and play? And um, so I was like, well, let's let's see what we can do so it makes sure it doesn't affect any of the other sports. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it was. But, you know, when you're uh, you become a kicker, you don't get hit much during football games or practices. And then. On the baseball side, eventually my last two years, I became a DH. So, you know, you go in, take some batting practice. You know, I'd catch some balls at first once in a while, so it wasn't too hard. I mean, basketball was your toughest sport with conditioning and everything up and down. So, um, yeah, it was three sports, but, you know, selectively on, on a couple of them of positions of what you're doing. Either way, that that's a lot to keep you busy out there. So. Were, were you – I mean, you weren't strictly just a kicker in uh, in high school, right? No, I uh, let's see. I was like a linebacker, wide receiver, <laughs> um, and but I was an all state. Um, I was an all state kicker in high school, and and had some a number of schools looking at me uh, for that. But baseball was my big love, um, and at that time we didn't have high school baseball. You played Legion ball and and town wise, and I was a pretty good catcher. I thought at that time and could hit pretty well and. Went to junior college, and and uh, my high school was very good basketball-wise on the men's side. Um, and went to a junior college, and they were like, hey, we're starting this basketball program. Do you want to come play? Um, so we had some opportunities there, and it just kind of was very, very fortunate for me um, to go that way. I mean, I was, you know, in high school, you're a six-one post, and, and then you become college, you become a shooting guard. So... Uh, there were some adjustments there, but yeah, I mean, it was, I was very blessed to what I was able to do. Um, takes a toll on you now with, in your late forties with everything that I did and it was great, but it's hard to get up in the morning sometimes and move around. Thank goodness you did a lot of DHing though as it went on and didn't stay catching. Well, yeah. And my knees are bad. Like when you, <laughs> when you go recruiting or different things like that, getting out of the car, it's like, Oh, and it's like, are you all right? It was like, I just need a little little minute to get moving, and yeah. I'm good. I'm good, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's and it's fun now to watch um, my son who has a, a passion for baseball and basketball, but um, to see that come through now and enjoy those times with him a little bit more as well. So you have a son that's that's very athletic. You have a daughter that's playing college volleyball. Is that athleticism coming from yourself or your wife? Um, I say it's from me. Um, <laughs> And then I say that, you know, they got their intelligence from their wife, uh, academic <laughs> intelligence. So, um, yeah, you know, if I'm a smart man, I, I did that on purpose. But yeah, <laughs> y- who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. So I've got a, a, just a few more for you, quicker ones. But uh, typed in the old uh, Troy Caton in the search on the Bearcat Athletic website and assumed just to be like recent stuff, right? Pulled up a 2008 basketball game when you're at Peru state, it was the season opener for Northwest. Do you remember that game? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was Steve Tatmeyer's final year. It was the, it was the opening game of the year for Northwest. And the Bearcats edged you guys out a little bit um, in that game. Hunter Henry and Elijah Allen. Played. I was going to say 2008. That was probably, yeah, that was probably one of my first couple of years where we were still trying to put some, we were changing a lot of things when we came in at Peru with, um, 
you know, I'd played against Peru State in college, and then obviously being in Nebraska and around the, the region, you recruit against them. So, um, and by no means is that the easiest place to recruit to as well. We had a great facility when I first came in, but uh, for a town of 150 people, uh, it was difficult to bring kids in from, you know, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Arizona, even Lincoln, Nebraska, Omaha. Um, but uh, we had some good kids, and, and we were trying to build uh, something for to have some longevity there and be successful, not only athletically, but graduation rate. And, and uh, um, you know, we, we changed, turned the tide there, I think, when I was there to, to doing it right, uh, being successful, but doing it the right way. And you kind of ran into a buzzsaw, too, because Tatmeyer never, literally never lost a home opener. And there were some all MIAA guys there, so it was just yeah. That was a tough one to run into right away. Well, you know, we were during that time. You know, it was always um, kind of that old school mentality that you know you'd think coming in as a young head coach, you're like, hey, we'll play anybody, anywhere, all this, which is great, but you got to have the horses to do it. But yeah, we played Northwest. I think some, at that time we'd play nebraska omaha we had some division ones where we'd play every couple years that uh we played wyoming twice we played nebraska south dakota um we played utah valley Hmm. utah valley state out there um but it made our kids tougher it made them um you know say hey this is you can have some success against these teams um and, and during it would help us during our conference year um with what we were trying to do as well. But yeah, it's, I always enjoyed coming over here cause it was, you kind of come in and you had a great atmosphere, uh, obviously legendary program and, and coach. And, and we had a good relationship with coach Tapmeyer and coach Meyer. And, and, uh, so we enjoyed it. And you, know, you talk about that iron sharpens iron going against the best of the best. I mean, you still see Ben doing that out here every year, the best in D2. I mean, it's the first couple of games of the year and, it really takes off before you get into the conference season. Yeah. Um, for you, most influential coach in your life? Oh, um, I don't think there's probably one. Um, I think the the very first one was our high school coach, uh, Dave Barrett, who was a longtime coach for us. I mean, um, we were very successful high school-wise on the boys' side uh, with what we did. You know, it was the expectation to get into the state tournament as a as a Class C, uh, kind of a three-tier um, school uh, where we were at at Sandy Creek. And um, we played in the state tournament three out of my four years. Um, I think I only lost eight games out of my whole high school career. Wow. Um, but never won a state title. Um, but we were we had a really good group. You had expectations that were set when – um, you were younger, very similar to what Coach Webb does here for football. Um, he got into the elementary schools really early. He was a big one that, you know, getting up in November and running conditioning practice in the morning at 6, 5, 30, 6 o'clock in the morning is going to pay off in March when you can walk around and say teams don't want to come play you um, in that mentality. Um, other ones would be, uh, I think, for me that I'd always always used as a reference was Don Meyer. Um, was great opportunities to, to meet with him. Uh, a number of times I had a former player at Dakota Wesleyan was his longtime assistant coach uh, for him up at Northern State um, and is at Saginaw Valley now. Um, but uh, just to be able to pick up the phone, email him and say, hey, 
you know, young coach trying to, you know, start out. Do you remember? He's like, oh, yeah, I remember you, Troy. But, hey, you give me a minute, I'm going to send you some stuff. And here comes to be a package of tapes or whatever and notes and and don't hesitate to call. And he always had time for not only me but coaches across the country. Um, and that was a that was always a special thing. So um, it was great to have some of those resources. And, and But I think Coach Barrett was, was one that kind of set the tone earlier on that had a, a passion and a love for basketball and understanding that, hey, you're going to work your tail off for this, but it's going to be you're going to be able to hold, hold your head high when you're done and people aren't going to be wanting to mess with you because you guys, you've set a standard and a high standard at that and, and you have to do it both on the floor and in the classroom. So that was probably my earlier on of, of a great mentor for coaching wise that said, Hey, this is how it's done. So, and, um, coach Mike Trader, um, was at Hastings college. I got to coach with him for one year, but he was a legendary guy. Um, and kind of a Bobby Knight disciple type of a coach. Um, I never played for him. We'd, we'd always watched practices up there and, but, to be able to coach with him even for his last year was amazing. Uh, he let me do a lot of things uh, to be successful and a lot of things to fail and say, hey, this is where we got to prep, uh, over-prep, uh, be prepared for everything, uh, which was a big thing coaching-wise, but it's still, you know, some of those um, some of those things I use now, which is great. So those would probably be my top three. All right. Love the community of coaches, too, because it's such a good group of – Regardless of what sport, where you're at, everybody wants to help everybody out yeah. and give a leg up. So, uh, without seeing them in their prime, who would you say was probably the best athlete of all of the play- people in the admin team right now at Northwest <laughs> Athletics admin team, um, excluding yourself because I assume you'd you'd be the top one. But no, outside of yourself, no. Um, I try to just say that you know I'm on the team and I I can handle water bottles really well. Or <laughs> I thought that was Ryan's know. job. Uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> I haven't seen no. I'm just taking shots um, at Ryan. That's all right. Probably overall in the prime um, on the admin team. Man, I would say Andy, but I just have a real big uh, suspicion. I'd hate to play against Ko. I think Kirsten. Yeah. I think Kirsten would have been um, just one of those that just would grind you out and just a fierce competitor. Um, and, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I had a chance to, I've seen Andy play, you know, in college. Um, but, uh, but yeah, KO, I think, you know, I can just see her. She's, she's competitive, super nice, but competitive. And one of those, uh, kind of silent assassin type yeah. people. It's just like, there's an edge there. Hey, I'm going to stand <laughs> next to you and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to drub you. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're going to out rebound Lori either in her prime. No, yeah. no. Um, I, I I doubt it, and, and she's another one just like Ko. It's like hey, I'd rather have you on my team than against you. <laughs> All right, uh, we saw the home run derby earlier this week in Major League Baseball, uh, won by Pete Alonso of the New York Mets. Uh, I assume since you were a designated hitter, you were hitting bombs back in the day. <laughs> I hit one. Um, I hit one home run in four years. Um, so I was. But how I, deep was that home run? <laughs> Let's see, five hundred feet. I still no, I still remember it. It was it was actually on that spring break trip. Um, it was uh, against uh, Oklahoma Science and Arts in Oklahoma City. <laughs> uh, it was down the left field line. I think the fence was like I don't know three thirty, and I think it went three thirty and a half. 
Um, it counts. And uh, I was like, well, we'll take it. And uh, but yeah, we were. I, I was lucky, and and I kind of made a career as a DH. Just I had a lot of doubles and a lot of little Texas leaguers to drive some runs in here and there, but just. Um, Nothing fancy, just solid. Could do some things. Um, I was not fast, um, but I was. I, I was like, okay, I'm not fast. I can't do this, but I thought it was pretty fundamental that you know you could be smart, know the know the game, and and do some things. So, hey, doubles um, play. I, it worked. It worked for me. There you go. All right, last one for you. This is a tough one. Is Scott rolling a Hall of Famer in your eyes? I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I was looking for a yes there, but I'll take I don't I, know. It's better than a no. On some of those, I'm like, you know, a lot of those debates, it's like, yes, he is. Yes, he's not. And then I, then I come to reality. I'm like, does my opinion really matter? <laughs> it, does, it does on this podcast. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so it's there's a lot of them that's just like, oh, man, I don't know. And then it's like, okay. Then I come back and like, I'm in Maryville, Missouri. It's you know, <laughs> it can be my Hall of Famer, it can be my All Conference person, and I'm yeah. good with that. So, all right, all right, I'll put you down for a yes. Yeah, we'll so, take that. Troy, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, if someone's listening, they want to get in touch, uh, corporate sponsorship or, or season ticket wise, best way to get a hold of you. Um, you can uh, contact us uh, off of Bearcat Sports website. Uh, we're listed on there. First stop, a uh, couple ones. But my email is tkaten at nwmissouri.edu. So that's probably the best way. Our phone numbers are on there as well. Uh, you can send me an email, and we'll get in touch with you. But, yeah, we have a lot of great opportunities to um, customize a package for any of our sponsors that are around the Maryville area, St. Joe, um, Kansas City as well. Uh, a lot of opportunities that we do with, you know, some good things have come out of COVID that we were able to do a lot of things online, uh, our MIAA network streaming um, of games and, and website and everything went really well. And so we have some spots on our websites that uh, we can hyperlink back to properties, uh, your company's um, links and, and get a lot of exposure. I mean, it was, uh, we're always excited to see, especially on the, MIAA network with the number of views that we get with that and, and we lead the conference by far and and that's just a great testament to our our following fans that that follow us i mean so many people will be packing all the bearcat venues as we come up with fall sports but you're right i mean the MIAA network is just littered with people watching northwest missouri state so it's, yeah, it's cool it's it's you know we we'd love to have you in the stands but we understand that that people have families and they have things that they have to do with work and their families and following their kids so they can't always do it and and uh i'm a i'm a, I'm a creature of habit of doing that as well i mean following our kids and and when um, you know when i'm not able to make something it's like okay i'm watching i take a tablet and i'm watching soft or a volleyball play you know in a tournament one weekend football is playing at say fort hayes state uh, something like that and then i'm watching my kids at their high school event so um, yeah, it's just being a sports nut, and to be able to have that opportunity to watch some things online is great that, that we uh, that we have the capability of doing that. Troy, appreciate you coming in, and uh, look forward to having you back. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Troy Caton joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. In case you've missed some of our recent episodes, those have included Chucky Kemp, a college basketball broadcaster for ESPN and a Northwest graduate. 
New softball coach Naomi Tayez, former women's basketball coach here with the Bearcats, Gene Steinmeier, and many more. So check out those archived editions of the podcast. Thanks to Alex Kurt, a Northwest Missouri State professor, for producing our intro and outro music. And thank you for tuning in to Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next week.